Listener Production. Welcome to Just the Gist, the podcast where I recap anything and everything by giving you just the gist of what you need to know. And here is my lovely, sexy co-host, Jacob Stanley. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> We're in week four of Batchy Mania. And um, I got to say, Jacob, Wednesday night's episode was so boring that I fell asleep and had to watch it again the next day. <laughs> so, look. Look, I was expecting I mean, you'd be disappointed after last week anyway and nothing well, no, was going to live up to that. It gets good. It gets good. But all I can say is I think Dog Seaword was a climax mm-hmm. and now we're kind of taking a little nap. Yeah. And then you we may, it. I think we'll have some afternoon delight coming soon, mm-hmm. but... You know, this mm-hmm. is just post dog C. We're in a post dog C word world, sure. so mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if anything will reach the heights. Although I have been told next week's going to be next level. But all right, shall we um, get started, my friend? Uh, tell me everything you can remember. <laughs> <laughs> I do make notes, you know. <laughs> okay, so this episode is literally all about bitching about Abby, like Mm. straight off the top. That's what it is. Abby is the one who dobbed in Jessica Rabbit for saying dog C word. So all the girls hate her for that. They also hate her because she said that she's not super interested in marriage and kids, but then she told him that she wouldn't mind being married with kids in the next five years, which means she's a pathological liar. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> according to uh, Persian Princess Sagand. I hope she gets and help. And so we lit- – yeah, I hope she gets help. We literally open this week on two girls just sitting on a bench bitching about Abby. So they're not even being subtle about what the episode is going to be about. It's just Persian Princess Sagand and standard issue blonde 29, um, her name's <laughs> – I'm calling her bitchy Eleanor now because this episode all you see her do is bitch about people. Um, she's the one who did the um, – inseminated the oysters and there was lots Uh of like innuendo about inseminating Uh things. Okay. So (laughs) bitchy Eleanor, Persian princess Sagan are sitting on this bench bitching about Abby. They don't trust her. She's not here for the right reasons. She's trying to get the strong girls out of the game. So it's like (laughs) they made Jessica Rabbit the villain last week and Abby the hero for getting rid of the villain. But now they're going to make Abby fill the villain vacuum uh-huh. that Jessica Rabbit left. Mm-hmm. And so Oshie's hair wanders into the polygamy palace, you know, from the other parts of his life that um, don't humiliate him. <laughs> and um, he has a single date card and it comes with a blindfold. And some random girl who I don't really know calls out, ooh, this date's going to be 50 shades of Matt. And all the girls are like, ah! Like, it's the wittiest, funniest thing they've ever heard. And the girl who said it, you know, her her name's Nikki, but you know she's like, she'll introduce herself to everyone like, I'm Nikki, but everyone says I'm a Samantha. You know what I mean? Like, that's her kind of vibe. (laughs) And so she's the one who says witty sexual things and makes all the girls laugh. And And by the way, the blindfold... It's not even a sexy blindfold. It's like a cheap, shitty one you get given in economy class on a plane or like that you get at a hospital <laughs> gift shop. It's just like this plastic black piece of crap. Um, the single date that has something to do with a cheap blindfold goes to stage five pubes dealer, who we haven't heard from in a oh. while. She's the one who in the very first episode walked up to him and was like, I love love. I love being in love. I want to be married. I want to be in love, 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 love. She's still um, there. She's still there and oh. there's been a few shots of her each week just kind of going, I want to be around him. Why haven't I had a date yet? I love him. I love him. She's had one conversation with him that first <laughs> night that she met him. And so this week she finally gets her single date mm. and they've kind of set it up from the start just to show that she is a psycho stalker who's despo to get married and it doesn't matter to who, it just needs to be someone with a peen <laughs> like attached to a body that looks nice in suits that she can take to her work functions. Like that's all she cares about. Uh-huh. Um, and all the girls cheer and squeal when it's announced that she's the one who got the date because like they know that she's not a threat. And so unlike Abby, when she gets the date, they're like, yay, we like it when the sister wife who, you know, we like (laughs) 
goes on a date with our boyfriend. That's okay because that's the, the rules. Yeah. yeah, take the bland one. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> she, although they are editing it to make her look like an effing nutter, she also isn't doing herself any favors mm. and like so they turn up and they're wearing like a similar kind of colored top and she looks at him and he's like oh look our tops and she goes oh my god we're so in tune <laughs> and like looks him like dead in the eyes <laughs> and he's like it's a sign. <laughs> and, and then they just it's a boring day they walk into this room and there's all these meals um covered you know when a meal is covered with the silver dome what yeah. is that called what is that thing called i don't know but i've got the be our guest songs yes exactly <laughs> head immediately just at the thought of that thing. <laughs> exactly. So there's like six of those on the table and the date is wearing the blindfold and feeding each other and having to guess what the food is, mm. which is like my worst effing nightmare because like although I do hope that food is an integral part of the relationship of whoever I end up falling in love with. you're a cheeser. Exactly. Um, I just, the idea of someone watching me eat while I can't see what I'm yeah, eating yeah. just stresses me the yeah, F out. No. And you know that I basically live off a diet of chicken nuggets and <laughs> chips and tomato sauce <laughs> and ice cream with ice magic. So the idea of someone putting something exotic in my mouth, I just, I couldn't. But anyways, there's just lots of like, oh, that's gross. And what is that? And oh my God. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and then they finish that and they go to a magic sex couch in a room that's like next door. And she says to him, I have literally just had the best day of my life. <laughs> and then he pours her a glass of wine and she takes the wine and she looks at it and she goes, oh my gosh, I am blown away. <laughs> like she just can't, <laughs> I don't understand. She has this really weird accent that's like, I think she grew up on the North Shore of Sydney and has been to Europe once. And so she has like a vague European nondescript twinge yeah. to everything uh -huh. she says. Um, and then I couldn't, I don't even have to make this up. So I just, I paused it and rewound, and rewound it and wrote down exactly what she said. Here's what she said. So she just starts word vomiting to him. She goes, I'm here for you and I want you to know how I feel about you. And yeah, my feelings are just off the charts right now. You tick all my boxes. <laughs> my heart literally melts every minute I'm with you. It really, really does. You do mean the world to me. Oh. You really... <laughs> Really do. Honestly, I couldn't ask for any more. You've definitely made me feel like I was like in a black and white romantic movie today. She literally says all of that in one go. And this is like probably the 28th minute total she's ever spent with him. Uh -huh. And so his face is looking at her and he kind of just gets this very brief glint in his eye like, oh, <laughs> like he's, but he's like he's nice. He's he's just nice about it, and yeah. he gives her this present, which you know the producers have only prepared this present for him to give to her to make her love him even more because he hasn't given a personalized present to anyone, and then all of a sudden he hands her this block of wood, and carved into it are the words. Um, I love being in love, oh. which is what she said to him oh. that first night on the red carpet. <laughs> and it's also because he's a science astronaut banker, got the sound waves or whatever it is from the what she said. Uh -huh. and, um, <laughs> and he hands her this wood and she bursts into tears. She starts crying <laughs> and she goes, how did you remember? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And she's just <laughs> holding it, weeping. And she goes, this is literally the most beautiful thing that anybody has ever done for me. Oh. I am completely blown away. You are such a wonderful man. You really are. Oh. And he's just sitting there like, uh, he, yeah, here's your block of wood. Like, I can't, I've never cried over a present that anyone has given me uh -huh. ever. Uh -huh. And to be honest, like, if that was me, I would have just cracked a joke about, you know, like, thanks for giving me your stiff wood gift. You, you like I would have said something stupid and like but she just weeps. Like I think the happiest oh. I was trying to think if I've ever cried over a present someone got me and I think it was when I was dating um that architect 
and he tracked down an original Super Nintendo for me on eBay. Oh. I think maybe that is the most thoughtful <laughs> gift I've ever gotten, but I didn't cry. I was like, thanks, man. Now piss off because I'm going to play it. Like I don't, I can't. Anyway, so the producer who got that for her was incredibly thoughtful. Yeah, genius. And do you think he knew what he was giving her before she unwrapped it? I doubt it because at one point he laughed and he goes, yeah, so there's your block of wood. (laughs) So I think even he was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Oh, they chucked him under the bus They really did. And so this basically sent her from stage five pube stealer to like stage 11. Like she is like spinal tapped off the charts. She can't handle it. (laughs) And then they kiss, which I feel like he doesn't really want to, but if... I don't think there's any way out of it for him. Yeah. And she kind of rubs her leg up against him in this really awkward way. And mm. and um, they were playing romantic music this whole time, but it was kind of jokey romantic music. Like it was kind of like the soundtrack that would be in a satirical romantic comedy rather than a real one. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? So uh-huh. it's like the whole time you know this is sweet, but also, lol, she's kind of a joke. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, I mean, I did feel so kind of sorry for her, though, because, like, she's, I think the reason they've put her in this role is, A, because she's 32, so they're like, she must be desperate and, and to get married and have kids ASAP. Mm-hmm. Um, but also she doesn't do herself any favours, but also, like, she's bumbling like an idiot around someone. She has a crush in, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? She has mm-hmm. a crush on him, like... Wouldn't, wouldn't you? I don't. I, I don't bumble like when I get a serious, real crush on someone, I freeze up around them and don't talk to them and probably oh, yeah. insult them and then yes, walk away. Like absolutely. that's how I handle it. Yeah. You know, I have a crush on you if I just do not talk to you ever. Yeah. And so that's how I handle it. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she just You're word vomits. Person. Yeah. Love. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Everyone has their weird thing that they do. Anyway, so um. That's that's their date. And then we cut to <laughs> um, what is probably the most convoluted group date that I've ever seen on The Bachelor, and it's clearly been designed mm. just because they specifically want everyone to bitch about Abby. Mm. So this whole date has been designed for that purpose. And so Osher comes in and really earns his money because he's explaining some weird rules that I will now attempt to explain to you, but it's such a weird date. Mm. So basically, Astro Bachi reveals qualities that he wants in the woman he ends up with. And then the girls have to line themselves up from the person who has that quality the most to the person who has that quality the least. As assessed by an external professional or they're no, no, just no. ranking assessed themselves? Assessed amongst themselves. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just designed to stir shit, right? And so the first one is the Batchy goes, it's really important to me that the woman I end up with is very selfless. And so they have to line themselves up from most selfless to most selfish, okay? And so there's all these fights and all these like internal what Whatever. And then there's five girls who are closest to the selfless end of the line. And those five girls get taken out of the game. They each get given a rose. And Osha says to them, You girls are now the selfless five. <laughs> and then the selfless five go and sit at a table and they're each given a scorecard. <laughs> I swear to God, this is. Awful. <laughs> and then um, the girls who are still in the game have to line themselves up and the ones who are in the bottom two, so the ones who are least like the quality that Astro Bachi said, uh-huh. then have to step forward and the selfless five have to vote for which of those two girls is the worst, and then that girl is out of the game. <laughs> and so the, the girl, so the girl, so that in the end there'll be two girls, and those two girls will each get to spend some private time with Batchy. So it's kind of like we're not putting you in bikinis and making you peg basketballs at each other. <laughs> so we're going to have a challenge that basically centers around you judging each other and who you are at the very core of your being. Yeah. So that's what we're doing. We're going to reinforce some stereotypes about women. And oh, how and, they treat each other. Oh, and get ready for this one because the first quality is 
He really values intelligence. And so they have to line themselves up from who is most intelligent to who's the biggest idiot. (laughs) And um, it gets down to the bottom two and one of them is um, Cheezer and the other one is something else. And so anyway, then the selfless five vote that Cheezer is the dumbest, so then she's out. And then there's one like who is the most fun and who is the most something and it's so effing brutal. And then the last... Last one is um, who is the most honest. And so, of course, Abby this whole time has been freaking kneecapping girls to get to the top spot the whole time. But she does admit in um, her talking head, because she does give great talking head, that um, she really just wants to spend time with him. So she's just going to say she has all the qualities that are Mm. asked of her. And I'm like, you know what, babe? Like, you're playing it like Survivor and... I respect you for it, but also she's 23 and that's quite a 23-year-old thing to do, I think, to, like, Mm. only care about proving to the guy you like that you are what he wants and not stopping once to think, is he what I want? (laughs) Like, she does. It's very... It makes me sad. Um, And so it gets down to who is the most honest. And so then the selfless five are sitting there and they're like, oh, I bet Abby's going to say she's the most honest, but she's not because of that marriage with kids thing and really she's a pathological liar and we hate her. And um, and then it gets down to it and it does end up being Abby and some other faceless brunette who I don't care about. Mm. And so they get alone time with Batchy. That's their prize. Mm. But it's like a brutal, like, scary like trick prize because the alone time they get with Batchy, this is what they have to do and this is where Osha has to come in and explain it some more because it gets even more convoluted because we haven't done enough bitching about Abby yet on this date. So Oshi comes in and he's like, the two girls who won this challenge each have to go away and write down all the qualities that they want in uh-huh. their ideal man. And it's like, oh, yeah, what the women want, you know, occasionally <laughs> also matters. And then he's like, and in your alone time with Bachi, you have to read to him what you've written, uh-huh. but twist because the producers are evil geniuses. <laughs> While you're sitting there alone with him reading what you want in a man, all the other girls will be in the living room watching it on a live feed. Oh. So this is basically just a chance for them all to watch Abby alone with Astro Bachi and bitch about how she's, like, too sexual and covers herself in too much vag juice perfume. <laughs> and so... <laughs> So all the girls are sitting in the living room waiting for the live feed to come on and then one of them's like, so what do you think Abby's going to be like? Do you think she's going to tell the truth? And then Nikki, except I'm really a Samantha, says she's more full of shit than the people in here who are lactose intolerant and everyone's like, ah! (laughs) And first of all, I find that insult weird because... When you're lactose intolerant, you're empty of shit because you shit yourself all the time. That's (laughs) in my experience. (laughs) Anyway, um, so they're all just basically waiting for Abby to, you know, be the worst so they can say horrible things about her. And she Mm. comes out and she just says some normal things like I value this and I value that and blah, 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 and they have a sweet moment and all the girls are watching them and it's the first time they've seen them alone together and all the girls are like, shit. They really do have good chemistry. What a bitch. She's clearly manipulated him into having chemistry with her. It's so bizarre. And so then she goes and then Nameless Brunette comes out and I... And they just love her and they're like, oh, my God, I hope she I hope she gets a good moment with him. I'm really excited for her. And then she says, so um, basically, in a nutshell, I love fun and um, just lounging around and, like, playing I Spy and stuff. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, okay. And he's like, anything else? And she's like, well, yeah, like, just someone who's compassionate and, like, and like fun. And then they cut back to the girls who were like, yes, she's brilliant. Oh my God, she's nailing it. She's so much better than bitchy Abby. <laughs> and like, meanwhile, he's like eyeing off the cheese. Like, she is teetering <laughs> like, dangerously close to becoming a cheeser. And then they cut back to the girls in the living room, and Abby and Nameless Brunette walk in, and Abby has the rose. So he's chosen Abby. Uh-huh. And this is how 
manipulative Channel 10 about uh, being about making Abby the villain. So she walks in holding the rose, all the girls look up, none of them clap, and then 10 edits in the sound of crickets. (laughs) 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 And then... And then, because I'm pretty sure um, Magnum Ice Cream has covered the cost for Osha's hairspray this season, <laughs> they cut to Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha. <laughs> and she goes, we're all devastated for faceless brunette and the only thing that can make us happy is enjoying our Magnum Ice Cream. <laughs> and then they cut back to the girls all eating Magnum Ice Cream out of a tub. Like, in their and Hyundai? Up, yeah, in their <laughs> Hyundai. So Hyundai Magnum. Please, for us, free. Um, even though eating that Magnum ice cream would make me shit myself for two hours. Um, <laughs> and I can't drive, so what do I need a Hyundai for? <laughs> I just want free shit. <laughs> I love free stuff. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so then I'm not sure at what point I fell asleep either. I think it was somewhere like 20 minutes ago. Um, at the cocktail party, uh, Osha comes in. And um, he still has some more to explain because there's still more bitching about Abby to be done. (laughs) So everything's a little convoluted even right now at the cocktail party. So he says, like, sup, bitches, there's not going to be a rose ceremony tonight because instead astronaut Banker Bachi is going to walk around the cocktail party talking to each of you Mm. and hand out roses so one of you unlovable losers is going to get eliminated in real time. So he's just going to, like, have a conversation <laughs> with each girl and during one of the conversations go, nah, and that girl will be gone. Shut up. Um, so a few girls have roses already, like the selfless five and Abby and someone else. Uh-huh. And so there's seven girls and um, Oshie says, and I don't know how many roses Astro Batchy's going to give out. And then he just leaves and all the girls are like, oh. Um, (laughs) And then um, we basically just watch Persian Princess Sagand and bitchy Eleanor, who inseminated the oyster, just bitch about Abby. Like still, it's like they haven't moved from the bench at the start of the episode and Uh they're still sitting there still bitching about her. And then Persian Princess Sagand is like, I can't take this anymore. I can't take her lies. I can't take her fakeness. I'm going to confront her about all her lies, which so far all I can work out is the one time she said the marriage and kids thing. To win a game. so to win a game. And also she's 23. So, I mean, as if she even really knows what she wants. But anyway, so (laughs) Persian Princess Sagand is like, Abby, babe, can we chat? And Abby's like, totally, babe. And so then they go and sit on a couch together alone. And Sagan's like, babe, you put on an act. And Abby's like, babe, what do you mean? And Sagan's like, like, you know that marriage and kids thing, babe, where like you said that you wanted marriage and kids to him, but in the house you told us that maybe you weren't sure if that was something you wanted. Like you put on an act. And Abby is like, babe, I never said I didn't ever want them. I just said, like, babe, I don't know. I'm not quite, like, maybe. And Sagan cuts her off and is like, we all want Astro Bachi to end up with someone who's right for him. And you've said some things that had come back to bite you. So be careful, babe. (laughs) And then Abby's like, you need to stop this, babe. It's a joke. And then they kind of just cut away from it. And you can tell from the conversation that they are desperately trying to edit Abby as the villain, but, like, I'm not, I don't buy it. Yeah. Like, I'm, to me, the really mean people this episode have been Sagand and yeah. Oysters inseminating Eleanor. <laughs> like, they've just bitched about her the whole time. Like, if I was Abby, I'd be freaking out being stuck in a house mm. where people are being that mean to me all the time. And is she the youngest one? Um... Yeah, I think she is amongst the youngest. Uh-huh. Like, I think she's 23 and I think there's probably a couple of them who are 23 and as well. And is the 32-year-old pube stealer the oldest? Yes. Okay, and, and then I think the next oldest is Persian Princess Sagan. She's 30. Okay. And then how old's Batchy? I've never asked you this. He's, I think he's 33 or 32. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, he's our age. <laughs> so perfect for me if you're listening, yeah. Astro Batchy. <laughs> That's exactly what the I life, The life-size cutout uh, that's 
behind me right now definitely doesn't have my sweat mark uh, fingers on the peen area from last week. <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> He's blushing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so anyway, um, in the end, um, they cut to Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> and she's crying and you kind of feel sorry for her because she thinks that she's not going to get a rose and all the girls like hug her and surround her and tell her how special she is. And um, and I think they're doing that because they know she'll never win. Mm. And then she says uh, she just can't see someone as amazing and as Astrobachi ever liking her, which makes my heart really go out to her because I'm like, first of all, you don't know he's amazing. You've never spent yeah. time alone with him. So you, you literally <laughs> do not know him. And second of all, why aren't you thinking about whether or not you like him? Mm. Like all of these women, it's like, it, and I get it because I was once in my early 20s, you care so much about getting dudes to like you, but it, you never stop to think, oh, but do mm. I even, am mm. I even really into this guy? Like, I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. that comes with age. But, um, and so anyway, she's really upset and they're setting her up to sort of be the pity rose girl, I think. Like they kind of treat her like the polygamy palace pet. Like they all like literally <laughs> pat her on the head and she says Samantha Jones-esque things and they're like, oh, we love you, mascot. <laughs> like they all just treat her like shit. Um, so anyway, um, he, nameless brunette and her both don't have roses and he goes up to Nameless Brunette and says, tell me some more stuff other than you like playing I Spy. Mm. And she says, well, look, I don't have immediate goals for marriage. Like I want to meet someone and see if I have a connection with them and then see what happens. Mm. And he's like, that's far too yeah. sensible. Like there's the door, <laughs> leave. And so she gets kicked out for saying that. <laughs> and so then he goes and gives Nikki, but really I'm a Samantha, a rose. And she bursts into tears and she's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. He likes me. He likes me. And all the girls <laughs> hug her and pat her on the head and congratulate her. And they're like, oh, 14 out of 10. Good doggo. Like they. <laughs> and so she, um, she's really happy. And then um, they realize that Nameless Brunette has been kicked out. And they're mm. like, oh, but where's Nameless Brunette? And then they cut to Persian Princess Sagand who like literally has the most murderous Kill Bill Beatrix eyes I've ever seen. <laughs> and she says, I can't believe another girl has had to leave because of Abby. <laughs> and then the episode ends and it's like, but how is it Abby? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> like, I think Sigand is crazy. Like, it's just uh -huh. bizarre. Uh -huh. So that's the end of the first episode. Right. Thoughts, questions? I'm going to drink my sugar-free Red Bull that I drink all the time, <laughs> if you're listening. Sugar-free Red Bull makers. Okay, you go, Jacob. so good drinking it too. Thank you. Um, well, look, I'm not surprised that they um, made it really easy to get rid of what was possibly the most sensible person on the show. Right. Who wasn't going to just <laughs> jump straight into marriage or accept a proposal from someone that she's known a couple of weeks exactly. because she won a reality show. <laughs> um, I'm hoping that... Nikki, but I'm really uh, Samantha made some sort of tasteless wise crack about how long and thick the rose stem was when he handed <laughs> it to her. Oh my gosh, she probably did because <laughs> she's a Samantha. <laughs> and then I'm like you, I've got serious trust issues. There is no way anyone's feeding me mystery food when I've got a blindfold on. F no. No way. What That's sorts of things were they feeding each other? Well, first, and I found this really bizarre and I think someone on the production team thought it was a luxury food item. He shoved like a giant chunk of truffle in her mouth, like, um, <laughs> like you know, um, not chocolate, but like yeah, actual yeah, yeah, truffle. Yeah. And I think someone thought, oh, this is like what rich people eat and this is what Oprah has on her yacht. And it's like, yeah, not in a big chunk that you've just pulled out of the dirt. Like you you shave it on top of things or like infuse it in like an oil. And so he, he just shoves this huge bit of truffle in her mouth and she's like, what am I eating? <laughs> I imagine it would be disgusting. It would taste like feet. It would taste disgusting. Um, so, yeah, that was, and then there was chocolate cake and I don't know, some other crap. But, um, yeah, my worst nightmare. Mwah. So let's get to Thursday night's episode. 
We open immediately on, and we haven't talked about this girl in a while, Chinese tourism robot. Oh. She's still there. I thought you were going to say Bad Batch of Shitcake. I no. need to know what's happened to her, but yeah, Chinese tourism oh, robot. Bad Batch there. of Shitcake is an MVP in this episode, don't okay, you worry. Great. So Chinese tourism robot is standing on a dock waiting for a date, and you know because there's been no lead up or date card or any explanation to this date that the next 15 minutes of the show is not going to matter at all and we're just getting it out of the way as quickly as we can. Uh So Astro Bachi literally says in a talking head, I want to find out if there's more to her other than China. And then they cut to her saying something in Chinese. <laughs> so it's like, probs not. <laughs> he's like, seeing how good she looks in short shorts, because she's really hot. And he's like, I want to explore that further. So <laughs> then they kind of like go on this date. And she is very pretty, like, which probably why the Chinese government chose her to be implanted with the, you know, tourism chip. Yeah. And they pretty much start playing circus music immediately so you know that she's a joke. Mm-hmm. And they go kayaking and they play noughts and crosses, but Astro Bachi and something that a producer definitely made him say said, it's not noughts and crosses, it's hugs and kisses oh. and then winks. <laughs> <laughs> but I like him, so I kind of liked it. Uh-huh, <laughs> I know, it's gross. <laughs> um, and um, then they just kind of massage each other with exfoliating products and I'm just kind of bored of it because they keep cutting back to him and in his talking head he's wearing this like red sweater and these sexy glasses and I just want to mush my face on his face. He looks really (laughs) cute. Um, And that's pretty much it. I mean, Chinese tourism robots are actually kind of sexy. Like he's massaging her feet and she's like, ooh, I don't mind if you put your hands a little bit higher. And he's like, ooh, 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 ooh. Like, you know, when he gets really overwhelmed sexually and he just stops saying words. (laughs) So I think she played it quite well. And after this date, she'll probably go far because um, he wants to like, you know, put his peen where her vag hole is. Uh Um, And then we cut to, oh, my God, I think this may be the best group date Ever. So on this group date, he brings his best friend who is going to talk to each of the girls and like get to know them and then mm. gossip to him. And his best friend is a woman. So in my mind, like she's either a lesbian or secretly in love with him because I just, uh-huh. if you're into pains and that person is attached to that pain, then you, you want it. Like, because that is... That's the only way I know how to describe this god of a man who I love. Like, um, and then he mentioned something about her getting married, and I was like, whatever, she wants you. Um, <laughs> and so, um, when Sagand finds out that Abby has been asked on this date as well, she literally is not even hiding her bitchiness anymore. She says out loud right in front of Abby, oh, I feel sick. <laughs> like, poor Abby. Like, imagine putting up with that level of hostility. Yeah. It's really mean. I don't mean to be so pro-Abby, but I just feel like it's they're being really mean to her. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. um, so they are on this group date and Twist not only is Astro Bachi's best friend going to talk to all the girls, but all the girls have one of their best friends come who is going to talk to Astro Bachi. So when the girls see their best friends come out, they all squeal and start crying and run over to their best friends and hug them. And then, of course, all the girls look over at Abby, who's crying, hugging her best friend. They're like, fake bitch. Because <laughs> they all hate her. <laughs> but I mean, if you've been in a polygamy prison where yeah. everyone has been so mean to you and you see someone in your life that loves you, you would lose it. Yes. Like you'd be so relieved mm. and happy. Mm. Um, and so they have a sort of 10 minute uh, like pre-interview bit where they're all just socializing together, all the best friends and everyone. And um, Persian Princess Sagand um, is the only one who has a, a gay dude best friend. So mm. she's got a bitchy gay. Mm. And they go over to the corner and they start like talking in hushed tones about what's been going on. And then he looks over at Abby and he goes, oh, she's funny. And Sagand goes, no. No, I don't like her. And he just immediately falls into line. He goes, you don't like her? And she goes, no. And he goes, okay. And then he immediately just, he's on board. He's like, no explanation needed. Let's start bitching about her. Like, I bet she doesn't even bleach her butthole. Like, F her. And like, that's the kind of best friend you want, am I right? If you're like, no, we don't like that person. And it's like, totally, what a C word. Like, 
like and a so, true professional. Yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. Like I know you'd have my back like that too. Like if I said to you, no, 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 uh-huh. we're, we're not on board with, I don't know, 100% Malala. no explanation needed. We hate yep. Malala. You'd yep. be like, bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> Question. Yes. You know, one of them turned up with her best friend when she got out of the car, right? Oh, that was Bad Batch of Shit Cake. In a wedding dress. Yeah, she turned up in a wedding dress and her best friend um, was throwing flowers ahead of her. Is the, is it the same best friend this um, time no, around? Because Bad Batch of Shit Cake isn't on this date. Oh. Not all the girls are on it. There's only oh. like five of them. That's it was really a just a way to get um, Abby's best friend and Persian Princess Sagan's best friend in the same place. Right. Okay, so here's where um, Persian Princess Sagand Mm -hmm. and her best friend basically, like, pull off this tactical assault on Abby. (laughs) Like, they are in there, they plan it. It's, like, down to, like, you know, a nuclear machine turning the keys at the same time. (laughs) Like, they nail this so good. So... Her gay bestie goes off to have a private chat with Astro Bachi um, and during his chat he talks about how Persian Princess Sagan is just so selfless and so lovely and she's been having a great time in the house and she really likes him but also she's so worried Mm. because there is someone who doesn't have his best interests at heart and Persian Princess Sagan would never tell him herself because she's just too nice, but he's her best friend and he knows that she's really worried about this one person in the house. Oh. And Astro Bachi's like, who is it? And he's like, oh, I'm not sure. I can't remember her name, but it's someone who was out there. And <laughs> while he's doing that at the exact same time, Persian Princess Sagan is over-talking to Astro Bachi's best mm. friend and he's and she just basically sits down and goes, hey, nice to meet you, love Astro Bachi, <laughs> love the whole thing, let's bitch about Abby and just starts bitching about Abby like the whole time. And Astro Bachi's best friend fully falls for it. She's like, oh, really? Like, oh. I, yeah, I guess. Like, okay, it sounds like she's not here for the right reasons. And like in her chat, with Abby, so Abby's talking to the best friend and the best friend's like, so, you know, um, what are you um, thinking about in terms of your life? And she's like, well, with, like, marriage and kids, like, I guess it's something that I could take or leave. Like, mm. I'm not desperate to do it, but I'm not saying that I would never do it. Mm. And then her best friend, his best friend goes, well, ideally, Astro Bachi wants to get married in the next five years. And Abby goes, well, ideally, yes, I would like that too, But, you know, it's like, Mm. it's, she's 23. And I get that because Mm. it's like, ideally, I would like to get married in the next five years and have kids, but I'm not going to do it just with anyone. Like, you you do it if the right person comes along. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I find that women who put timelines, like, I'm going to have kids in the next three years, like, they get divorced in five because they just married someone to get married. Like, I don't understand. Like, Not mentioning any names, but So yeah. to me, I feel like Abby is being sensible, especially considering this is the way I think and I'm 33 and she's 23. Yeah, Like, completely. of course you don't know who you want to marry and whatever. So mm-hmm. anyway, after talking to Persian Princess Sagan and talking to Abby, Astro Bachi's best friend is like, well... Abby just doesn't know what she wants and she's the worst and I believe Persian Princess Sagan plus the gay best friend got to Astro Bachi. So this has been like a flawless tactical event. Wow. Um, but Astro Bachi <laughs> is kind of on Abby's side and when he's talking to his best friend, he's like, look, I like hanging out with Abby and she seems nice and I don't think she's here for the wrong reasons and thanks for your advice, but <laughs> shut up, best synchronized friend. synchronised sabotage. Yeah. <laughs> Slash synchronised sabotage. <laughs> but, like, shut up, best friend, who's clearly in love with me, and go away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so from that synchronised, what did you call it? Synchronised sabotage, sabotage. Tactical attack. <laughs> We're going to have to learn this manoeuvre at some I know, point. I feel like it's so going to come in handy. <laughs> <laughs> So um, we cut to the cocktail party and it's a really weird cocktail party. Like, so I'm pretty much straight away, he pulls bitchy Eleanor aside Mm. who, um, when he went on the date with her where they inseminated the oysters, (laughs) I think you'll remember that at the end of the date, he really wanted to pass her because she's hot as F, Mm. um, but he lost his nerve because he was still really hung up about being called a dog C word. Do you remember (sighs) that? 
So oh, I I'm, totally forgot that happened. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure since then he has had like a very wooden pain for bitchy Eleanor and mm. the inseminating of the oysters. Mm-hmm. And so he pulls her aside at the cocktail party, takes her to a magic sex couch like out of the way and basically just starts pashing her. He's like, I really like you and I want to pash you. And she's like, okay, and they start pashing. And you think, oh, my gosh, I wonder if like she's going to get in as much trouble for pashing him at a cocktail party mm. as Abby did. And mm. newsflash, no, she won't. <laughs> um, but bad batch of shit cake. This is where she becomes the MVP of the whole show tonight. Mm. So Abby is not going to know that Persian Princess Sagan and her gay BFF bitch pulled off a synchronised <laughs> sabotage tactical event on the group date unless somebody tells her. And Bad Batch of Shitcake is, like, talking to Abby and she's like, I hate Sagan so much. Like, she's such a bitch. Like, how effing dare she? Such a bitch. And then <laughs> they, <laughs> they cut. She goes to Abby, like, look, Abby, I need to tell you that on the group date, like, Sagan was telling Matt's BFF all this really horrible stuff about you. And then they cut to Bad Batch of Shitcake in a talking head and she goes, look, I'm not really a big fan of Abby either, but I need some drama in my life, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. She's bored as F. There's not enough drama away from the Gold Stir Coast. The pot. Yes. Um and so she tells Abby that Sagan pulled off this tactical synchronized sabotage. Abby, <laughs> it's really sad. She starts crying. Mm. And Bad Batch of Shitcake is like, I know, like, what an F-wit, hey, like, what an F-wit. Like, don't go over there. I wouldn't go over there. Oh, my God, do you want to go over there? I wouldn't, (laughs) but maybe do. Like, she's totally stirring it. And so Abby's like, yeah, I'm going to go over and talk to Persian Princess Sagand about this because it's gone too far. And so we get basically another babe argument. So Mm. Abby goes over to Persian Princess Sagand. She's like, babe, can we have a chat? And Sagand's like, babe, okay. And so they sit down on the couch and... She's like, so, babe, I heard that you told Astro Batchy's Biffle, babe, that, um, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm not here for the right reasons. And Sagan is like, babe, don't you think I would love to just focus on me and Astro Batchy and not on you? <laughs> but, like, she asked me the question, babe, so I had to answer it. And it's like, mm, no, she didn't. You sat down and basically said... Abby's a C word, let's chat. Um, <laughs> and then it's actually, I felt so sorry for Abby in this moment. So she's kind of like on the verge of tears and she just says, look, I don't know what else you want me to do. Mm. Like I tried to clarify the marriage thing with you. You keep saying that I'm acting fake. I'm just acting myself. So mm. I don't know what to do. Like, why are you so mad at me? Why do you hate me so much? Mm. Like, I just don't want to keep having this fight with you. And then Sagan just starts throwing these verbal grenades at her. <laughs> and literally she says all of this stuff. I'll read it out to you. <laughs> 90% of the girls here don't like you. They think you're here for the wrong reasons. Everybody talks about you behind your back, even the ones you think you are your best friends. No one else wants to say it to your face. Sorry, babe, I don't know how else to tell you. Like, if someone said that to me, I would have a nervous effing breakdown. Like, I'm anxious you, just hearing it from you. Isn't that awful, though? And Abby just sits there kind of blinking like you can tell that she's about to cry Mm. and I would literally be in the fetal position on the floor if if someone said that to me and then Abby kind of takes a deep breath and then they just cut to commercial (laughs) and like that's and you don't see you don't see what happens I mean I'm assuming because Abby like has a breakdown and then when we get back it's the rose ceremony Uh. and so Oshie's there and he's like there's 10 girls and there's only nine roses, so basically this is all going to come down to whether Astro Bachi believes that Abby is a dog C-word. <laughs> and he picks bitchy Eleanor, who inseminated the oysters, and 
Persian Princess Sagan first. So uh-huh. you're kind of like, oh, my God, he believes that Abby sucks. And Persian Princess Sagan gets this look on her face like when Uma Thurman, like, plucks out Daryl <laughs> Hannah's eye. Like, she's just like, yes, I've done it. Abby's gone. Suck it, bitch. Like, she's so happy. She's like, I have eliminated you and your vag juice perfume. But, like, of course she hasn't because Astro Bachi loves Abby's mm. vag juice perfume. Mm. And so it comes down to a few girls and he doesn't even leave her to the bottom two, which is a major sign of disrespect. Mm. He gives her the third last rose. So that's him making a point. Like, Mm. I'm not going to embarrass you Mm. by leaving you to the bottom two. Mm -hmm. And then in the bottom two, we've got um, Bad Batch of Shit Cake and some rando. And the rando goes, and when Bad Batch of Shit Cake finds out she's through, she goes, oh, shit, and then walks (laughs) over. (laughs) Love her so much. (laughs) And she walks over and gets her rose. And Uh, then, like, this rando who I don't even know who she is, I don't recognise her, mm. I don't care, but (laughs) they, she walks out and all the girls literally do this slow turn to Abby and look at her like she had, like, jumped on that girl, slit her throat and, like, kicked her bleeding corpse out the door. Like, it was, like, Abby's fault that this random no one cares about is going home. And it's, like, at this point it's, like, Abby is to blame for AIDS and, like, (laughs) and Abby is the one who puts all refugees on Nauru. Like, everything (laughs) wrong in the world is Abby's effing fault, okay? (laughs) And they cut to Persian Princess Sagan, who is furious that her tactical synchronised sabotage didn't work out, and she goes, Abby can only fake it for so long. Her time will come. (laughs) And then that's the end of the episode. And it's like, why are you so obsessed with her? Like, Sagan is literally obsessed with her. So, question. From what I've described to you, Wednesday and Thursday nights, episodes of Batchy, Uh who do you think is being a bitch? Uh, Persian princess. Yes. For sure, yeah. Why are they trying to make out like Abby is the villain? I don't understand. Uh, So I had this conversation earlier with one of our producers over here, Dean. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but Abby's a liar. And I was like, no, they've manipulated you into thinking she's a liar, Dean. Dean's looking at me like I'm wrong, but I'm not. (laughs) Well, just remind Dean that you called it a while ago that she's going to be the next Bachelorette. And so they Mm. need to give her a really good story arc. And if that story arc includes a tale of redemption, then that makes her look even better when she comes back. Back for redemption her from what? Well, it's all manufactured Giving drama, slightly isn't it? conflicting answers about whether or not she wants kids <laughs> in marriage, which shocker, she's 23 years old. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I know. Um, before we get to questions, comments, mm. the teaser for next week yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And it's Bad Batch of Shit Cakes Week. Do you yeah. want to know why? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So just when you think there can be no more drama, mm. next week, Bad Batch of Shit Cake, I'm pretty sure, gets kicked out <laughs> because Astro Batchy finds out that she's been canoodling with one of the crew members. <laughs> 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 I'm so excited. I love that she got there and she's like, intelligence, Good looks, class, no effing thanks. Who's from the Goldie? I'll take you. Like she just moved her interests elsewhere to someone more suited to her. And why the F wouldn't you? So far, she is the only girl who has basically admitted that she's not that into him. And so she starts getting with someone else. At a girl. Right? Yes, yes. And, I mean, she's the one with the giant hot dog lips, right? Yes. So I can't wait to see what evidence they discover that (laughs) (laughs) leads to him finding out that she's been canoodling with a crew member. She actually has, like... The last couple of weeks has basically painted, not only has she got her huge lips, which mm. she's very proud of, mm. but she's also painted another lip-sized <laughs> worth of lips around her lips with this brown, like, lipstick. And she's so great about it because everyone was giving her so much shit online about her terrible lips. And so she just went to her Instagram and plugged the lipstick she was using and she was like, <laughs> lol, here you go. Like, she does not give an F. 
I love her so much. So, I mean, in the teaser, they show Astro Bachi walking over to her wanting to have a private chat, which I'm assuming is about her getting it on with a producer. Uh-huh. Or, a, I, well, I'd say probably, a, you know, a crew member who carries heavy things. Whoever it is, lo- I just hope they drag him on camera and he's got brown lipstick smeared <laughs> all over his face looking around just like, what? What? <laughs> um, so questions, comments, thoughts. Who do you think after this week is in the um, lead? Is Cheesa still in? Or is yeah, Cheesa's gone? still in, but she's just not doing a lot. Uh-huh. Like, she's not doing much at all. Uh-huh. Oh, I will say that Matt's best friend um, liked um, Ellie the best, the farm girl. Uh-huh. So she's sort of back in the lead a bit. And the water waste manager, is she still? She just wasn't even in it this week. Uh But that's also a sign because they always try to keep the girl who's going to win as far away from all the drama as possible. Uh So it's no, like, surprise that she just wasn't really part of any of these dates or drama or anything. Okay. And neither was Ellie, really, to be honest. Right. And so last week he didn't take the opportunity to have a patch with Mother of Pearl, so this week he did. Yes, yes. He really likes and then her. She got the He wants first. to inseminate a pearl in her. Oh. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Get effed. That was clever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, clearly I'm stalling because I have no idea who's going to win. I, I am... want to be one of the nondescript blondes. Who do you think's going to go next? I mean, besides Bad Batch of Shitcake for giving one of the crew members a handy. Uh, the music that you described with um, Chinese tourism uh, robots sort yes. of makes me think that she's <laughs> on the chopping block. But then she pulled out some surprising sexy moves. So I think he he he's definitely into the hot bods and yeah. pressing his peen up against them. Mm. So I don't know. Uh-huh. Um, um, comments, thoughts? Oh, one day can we please, please, please get a psychologist, one of the psychologists who works on this show to come and tell us the sorts of conversations that they have to have. They're probably quite confidential, but hopefully they can just yeah, give us like they would the never gist tell us. of what they talk about behind the scenes because they are putting them through psychological torment. They you are. used to describe this as the sparkly hunger games in your articles and you weren't kidding. I had yeah, no man. idea it was this brutal. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that. And uh, next week, it's all about MVP, Bad Batch of Shitcake. So I am psyched. Can't wait. Me either. So um, for uh, one episode that I fell asleep during, <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't too bad. <laughs> and look, I stayed awake the whole time. Yeah, man. I mean, what? What's the gist? Channel 10 wants us to hate Abby. Princess Sagand is crazy. And we've Chinese reinforced Chinese tourism them. robot likes China. Yeah. The end. Stereotypes are still strong <laughs> and rating well on television. Women are bitchy, gays are bitchy. Yeah. And anything in the name of love. Exactly. Mm. All right. Um, I guess that's it. Cool. See ya. Ciao. Listener.